Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. It takes making mistakes and falling down and getting yelled at by coaches and getting corrected and criticized. All of that is required to produce results. It doesn't come easy, but it's simple. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Welcome to episode 140 of Suncast Solar Warriors. I am excited to have you here today. I feel like today's episode is almost one of those Tim Ferriss case study episodes where he gets to interview someone who's followed his book advice and became a success story. And today I'm honored to have one of my all-time most active and action-taking listeners come on the show as a guest. Matt Britt, CEO of Switch Energy, is a Canadian entrepreneur and startup junkie who's one of the best networkers I've ever met. We dive deep on how he retired at 30 from his first career in fitness and is plowing all those earnings and next decade of his life into the school of hard knocks that we call revolutionizing the energy industry. Matt is constantly pinging me, telling me how he's connected with this or that guest. And so I think you, Solar Warrior, are really going to love his energy as we dive into how he has built a company that has now generated seven figures in income. You can find more great founder stories and solar startup advice in 139 other episodes archived over at mysuncast.com. Of course, they're in iTunes and all your other podcast player locations as well. But since you're going to be at mysuncast.com, why don't you check out as well our Suncast tribe which is my inner circle of leaders, listeners, and trusted advisors who receive exclusive content that goes beyond the scope of these Suncast episodes. Click on Become a Member button to learn more. For now, get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, as we tune in to another powerful conversation here on Suncast. All right, Solar Warriors, today we get the fun again to travel north of the United States and chat with our Canadian brethren. And I tell you, I have been waiting a long time for this interview. It's not with an entrepreneur that many of you are likely going to click through because you recognized his name and not in any way to indicate his uh, lack of experience or uh, insight. Simply, uh, you know, he's uh, been at this a few less years than the rest of us in the solar game, but he's doing things differently or doing things different, as Steve Jobs would say. So today I want to welcome Mr. Matthew Britt, CEO of Switch Energy to Suncast. So awesome to be here, Nico. I am thrilled to be a guest on your show. I have been an avid listener since the day I got exposed to solar, and it's something that uh, I enjoy listening to week after week, man. You're doing a great job providing tremendous value to all your listeners. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. And no one uh, really, truly embodies that more than Matthew Britt. 
Guys, I want to tell you that when I say in an episode, please reach out to me, suggest people that you think should be on the show, take action from the resources that we give freely here on Suncast, I genuinely appreciate it when I meet action takers. And I can say triumphantly that nobody that I'm aware of has been more of an action taker as a listener of Suncast than Matt Britt. And I, I, I tell you, uh, I mean, if you're exposed to the sun, solar industry and you see any number of folks on LinkedIn or Twitter that are trying super hard and they're just trying to network and they really just want to try and expose, you know, your work or your network to benefit themselves and they just want to piggyback your work. And so when I was first exposed to Matt Britt, I thought, hey, this is a, a hardworking listener. I wonder, you know, where this is going to go. And I'll let Matt tell a bit of the story of how and why he reached out to Suncast. We're going to do this interview a little different than the traditional Suncast narrative, the same sub stories and root stories for sure. But I feel that this may be more of kind of a Tim Ferriss case study style episode where someone who has listened to the show has taken massive action and it's benefited their business. And that really means something to me. And so as I got to know Matt, because he reached out and was really proactive to try and I'd say first and foremost, thank me for Suncast, I became intrigued by the business that he's building. So there's a lot that you can read on their website, Switch Energy, and uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. As an overview, I love that Matt's goal was to be job-free before 30. And I identify with that in so many ways. And after he was able to have what we might call an early retirement, he started seeing opportunities in clean energy and he brought power, many of you are familiar with power from San Diego, into Canada. And I would say that he is a, a market opening junkie. If there's anything else, I, I think that one of the things Matt does as a networker who knows the guy and the guy's friend and the guy's other friend is he loves to expose new products to his home country of Canada, and he leverages his ability to do so very well. We'll talk about that in this episode. I don't want to steal all of your thunder, Matt, so why don't we start the way we typically do. Help me understand your first exposure in a solar power and how you decided this was going to be the transition or the next step of your career. Well, yeah, absolutely, Nico. The way I got exposed to solar is through Jonathan Budd and Power. Mm. Jonathan and I have known each other now for about 14 years or so. We actually met, he had just got started into network marketing, was actually a distributor with Pharmanex in uh, New York where he was living. And I was in New York City for the Learning NX event with CEO of Visalis Sciences named Brian Blair. Ryan was speaking at the Learning Annex event. I was there with him, went through a tour of a wellness conference that was taking place at a conference center next door and just so happened to meet Jonathan Budd, who was fresh in the network marketing industry. He had been in the industry for roughly two weeks at that point and him and I have maintained a great friendship since that day. And uh, he is the person that gave me my first exposure to the solar industry. And if it wasn't for Jonathan, I definitely would not be where I am right now working with Switch. And uh, it's been a tremendous experience. I really got exposed to solar last, sorry, not last year, the year before in March. So that was 2017 is when I got my first exposure to solar. 
By May, I was uh, full-blown with power. I had been referring homeowners that I knew to the power platform. And by about June, the company that was servicing power leads in Ontario packed up shop, moved to the United States. And I jumped in and said, I think there's an opportunity here for us to start a company, do things a little bit differently and figure out a way to still service those power leads, but also navigate a very volatile marketplace in Ontario and Canada in general. You know, you introduced me to Jonathan at SPI this last year. What a phenomenal entrepreneur who also has had a crossover into solar. For those who are unaware, if you've been on LinkedIn for any period of time for the last call it year where it's really become more prevalent, you've probably seen this company, P-O-W-U-R, Power, and people call are called Power Advocates or I don't know, there's a whole lingo. I've been in network marketing, marketing my whole life and I can tell you that like I've kept it sort of as this separate silo. And so when I saw power come up, I was one of the first to be super dubious about it and how it could be actually leveraged in the solar industry. And having met Jonathan, I'm impressed with the business he's put together. I mean, it's really genuinely very impressive. For those who are unfamiliar with power, and I think this is sort of core to the story, in maybe a sentence or two, could you explain what power is? So power took the direct sales slash network marketing business model and piled it on top of solar, giving everybody who wants to the ability to be able to get into the solar industry. First of all, as you mentioned, a advocate, which means simply that you are referring people you know to other solar installers or providers. And then that's handoff. So it's basically just you're making a referral. When you go a step further and become a power advisor, you now have the ability to start doing uh, the proposals. And then when you move up completely into the consultant role, that's where you not only are presenting proposals for yourself, but you can also be handling leads that other power advisors and advocates bring into the business model. And you're able to, with power, to go recruit essentially other direct sales professionals as well. So anybody who wants to be in solar uh, without having to go start a big company can piggyback on power's backbone and be able to start being a a big advocate for the solar industry. And for those who are thinking, oh my gosh, Nico's going to have a whole conversation on power and network marketing. We're not. I just think that it's pertinent to this story in particular because Matt came from a background, not solar. And so many folks come to us, Matt included, and say, Solar is awesome. How can I get involved? And having been in network marketing my entire life in some form or other, the thing that I appreciate about network marketing is that it creates a distribution platform for people who don't have access to products that they might otherwise be able to sell. And it creates a phenomenal, if they're done well, training program to help folks who otherwise wouldn't be in any way really a good salesperson learn the fundamentals of sales. It's a great grooming process. Frankly, like anytime I meet someone who's made any money in network marketing, I want them on my inside sales team immediately. 100%. I would say one of the best things about network marketing is the training ground that it provides. It is a personal growth haven and it allows people who do catch the vision of what network marketing can be, it really allows them to level up without spending a whole bunch of money to start a business. You know, you can spend $500 to $1,000 to join a network marketing company. And if you take that very seriously, treat that as a serious investment and dive in, learn the skills that are required, also known as 
learn how to be a great communicator, learn the sales process, learn how to influence people, learn leadership skills, all of those things that network marketing provides, it can be very fruitful when you translate that into other businesses. So I think it's a very valuable tool for people to learn the basics of entrepreneurship. I agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add one thing and I'd love to know if you want to piggyback off of it. So I think the two fundamental skills that you learn in network marketing, whether you're successful or not at network marketing, is prospecting and follow-up. And frankly, the extent to which you learn how to do those determines whether or not you're successful in network marketing. And then sort of the growth from that comes out of the, self, the personal development leadership skills and how do you then grow a team. But that's secondary, right? If you don't learn the prospecting and follow-up, you're going to die in any business. Network marketing just lowers the threshold. Yep, I would completely agree with you. It provides you a platform to start being able to network, also known as prospect, and begin to filter those people out, identify the ones that you think could be a great talent to add to your team. And from there, using uh, the three-way calling, uh, using the third-party validation, as it's known in network marketing. So in the beginning, when you have no influence, you have no leadership skills per se, you get to borrow that of a person who's been successful in your upline and use that to help influence people who you're, you're prospecting. No different than having the VP of sales jump on a call with you to help you close it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I love that you saw the opportunity that was being created there for Power, a company that you began to believe in. You saw the leads Mm -hmm. coming through Power because they've built a credible lead generation business. And your friend, Jonathan, needed someone to funnel these leads to at a transactional level, someone to build these projects. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, And that was the birth of Switch Energy. That is correct. That was the birth of Switch Energy. Before I got exposed to solar, I was in the health and fitness industry and I had brought actually a network marketing company to Canada back in 2010, built that into a multi-million dollar business. Uh, My team actually was producing about between 12 and $13 million a month at its peak which was in a meal replacement shake. Uh, We took about 65% market share of a space that was already extremely saturated and did tremendously well there. But like you said earlier, I had the ability to see that there were changes coming and I got exposed to solar at just the right time, especially just the right time for the Canadian marketplace. It's it's a market where there's still less than 1% adoption Still, basically nobody has it. And that showed me that the space is ripe for, we'll use this word, it seems to be thrown out around a lot, but we'll use it anyways, ripe for disruption. Yeah, It was ripe for new leadership. And I felt that I had that ability, that I could be a great leader in this space, that I could influence people, that I could think about this in a different and unique way and make change. And I believe that Switch Energy is on a great path to be able to do that. So did you start Switch from your own pocket? You just said, I'm going to fund this? Yes. Yeah. Because as you mentioned before, and as I mentioned in the lead up, you had this other company generating millions of dollars a month. You were able to pseudo sort of quote unquote retire by the age of 30. So you self-funded, didn't raise any money. Did, Did you always come at life from an entrepreneurial vantage point or was there a period where you actually had a career in in a corporate role? Well, I was working in the fitness industry at Canada's largest fitness chain. So I started first off at the college doing, uh, working in the gym there and then moved from the college to Good Life Fitness, which is the largest fitness company in Canada. 
and one of the top in the world, actually. And through Good Life, as a personal trainer, I also added a tremendous amount of sales skills because when you're selling something that's intangible, meaning there's nothing there for a person to bring home when they spend $10,000 on personal training, except a little bit of trust and a a white sheet of paper, that's their receipt. Uh, It really forces you to learn how to be a great communicator and show value based on what you believe you can do for an individual because Mm -hmm. they really leave with nothing. Uh, so Good Life taught me a lot about the leadership, the sales skills, the communication, et cetera. And I was able to take that and translate that into network marketing success. So my first real success in the network marketing space came after seven years of sucking really bad, losing money, uh, making mistakes, failing, et cetera. You mean in network marketing? Yes. So I had seven years of experience before I had any success in network marketing. Wow. So I guess the one, one thing that I have is tenacity. Yeah. I guess one thing I'm trying to understand. So were you doing the network marketing while you were still a personal trainer in Good Life? Yes, sir. I was. Uh-huh, I started yeah. in network marketing side in 2004. Hustle. Yeah, it was the side hustle. Started in the personal training industry in 2004. And, and roughly around the same time, I started in network marketing. And the network marketing was a spare time thing that I was you know, willing to make mistakes at and learn and grow. I just had the belief, man, that if someone else could do it, so could I. Right. It didn't matter. I just needed to know what they knew. I just needed to have the skills that they had to be able to produce those results. Right. And I'll point out that you picked a product that aligned yep. with your day job. Yes. You picked a product that aligned with the people you were training, with the people that you know how to motivate. And I think that's something that a lot of people fail at, right? Yeah. They'll pick a network marketing company uh, that has nothing to do with, maybe it has something aligned with their passion but it has nothing to do with what they've been trained at or, or, or understanding the psychology of the customer. <laughs> what I've discovered in my time with network marketing is there's a lot of people who are looking to get rich quick. That's mm-hmm. just the mentality that gets thrown around. You know, they enter into a room to see a network marketing presentation and there's always glitz and glamour and big houses and boats and all this sure. stuff that they show off to people. And I saw that too. But what I saw and understood, and I think this ties back into my sports background, I, I wanted to be a professional hockey player. And what I, what I learned playing sports, I quickly translated into network marketing. And that is, it takes work to be successful. It takes practice to be successful. It takes making mistakes and falling down and getting yelled at by coaches and getting corrected and criticized. All of that is required to produce results. It doesn't come easy. But it's simple. It's, there's simple things that can be repeated daily that will produce incredible results over time. I always relate it to just being 1% better today than I was yesterday. And if mm. I continually do that, I will in time separate myself from the person who does not. And I will separate myself dramatically. I love it. It's, and it's so clear for me. I, I mean, I, I'm going to just point back to Having been in network marketing companies over and over, and I feel like we've said the word network marketing probably a hundred times. I can see some of my listeners rolling their eyes now, but having been in that sort of in that aspect of sales, a lot of what you say resonates with what I know to be true. The one percent a day. Uh, there's it's also a lot of catchwords, a lot of catchphrases that we hear in the training of of that side of the business, direct marketing, direct sales. You know, it's a business that started in the really got its in the heyday from like the fifties to the, to the early 2000s with companies like Avon and Amway and uh, Nutrigenics. A lot of companies have come along since. 
one of the things I find that I don't see a lot are, you know, the so-called millennial generation jumping on the bandwagon of direct sales and, and whatnot. That notwithstanding, they are a force to be reckoned with in, and I feel like a lot of companies in the, in the solar industry are unwittingly attracting millennials because of the virtue of our business, of what we do for the world, but don't know how to actually leverage the skills of that generation. You and I were talking off, off, uh, off camera, as it were, about like we're both the same age, practically like born within two months of one another, both 39 years old, both what might some might consider as successful entrepreneurs. And I feel like every day I'm still trying to figure out how can I learn from the next generation? I feel like that's something that you guys are doing impeccably well. Can we talk about a little bit how you have thought about structuring Switch in a way that engages the type of youthful energy that is propelling your business forward? Yes. What we did very early on is identify a very big why. Simon Sinek, we've all heard of him and what he's, you know, his methodology of start with why. We took that completely to heart. The reason we did that was we know it drives both everybody inside the business as well as the people outside of the business. Mm. And what I've quickly realized is that millennials care. Mm. They care a lot right. about making an impact over money. They have a big drive towards making a difference over making a dollar. And that's just a different way of saying what I just said, but realize that they do care about climate change and the impact that have been going on. They've grown up with that dialogue in their ear. They have seen solar around just because it's not everywhere at the moment in Canada and specific. They've heard about it. They have incredibly high awareness and they're looking to work in places where they can make a difference in the lives of other people. So by us first formulating our why, our foundation, which is to this day still standing strong, everybody believes in it to the core, it is to unlock abundant solar energy for humanity. That is something every one of our millennial employees and ownership strives for each day. That's what we revisit at the start of every one of our weekly meetings. It's what's written around our office. It's essentially our core driver. And the millennials that are in our company identify with that very strong and they believe in it to their core and they work tirelessly, not for the money, but for the impact. The money is a great side effect of the impact that we're committed to making, but it's not the core driver in these youth. And one of the other things that I think they're looking for a lot of is empowerment and belief. They don't need me to breathe over their shoulders every day. They want to do good work. They want to know I have their back. They want to know that I believe in them and that I give them the space to go out and make things happen on their own. And that if they ever have anything they need to talk to me about, they know that I have an open door. I actually don't even have a door on my office. I actually shoved myself in the, in the worst space of everybody else in the office. I have the, I'm relocated to the back in the corner with the garbage cans and all the, <laughs> all the stuff. Everybody else has the nice desks. Yeah. And the reason I do that is because I don't even have a business if it weren't for everybody else on my team. Right. This space, I think because of my team sports background, I have realized that I cannot do everything. As a matter of fact, I cannot do most things. 
I can do a few things very well and that's what I focus my attention on and I trust and believe and empower the people around me to do the things that they do well. If you ask my staff, one of the things that I ask all of them when they've come to work here is, what would you love to do every day? Hmm. I ask them to tell me what they would love to do because if they work in an area that they love, that they're excited about, that they feel great being in, they will absolutely do their best all the time. If they don't feel good being there and I have to tell them that this is their place, they're going to produce poorly. I don't want that. I want exceptional production from the people that are on our team and I want them to love what they do every day and I want them to believe in why our business exists and what it is we're fighting for. How fast has your team grown and maybe even you could speak to market and revenues and stuff like that. I'm curious just, you know, for those who are not paying attention here, Switch Energy started two years ago. July 2017, we incorporated. Yeah, like we're, it's a year and a half old. How fast have you grown from a team perspective, revenue, is power still your main source of leads? How are you building business right now? So we have grown from uh, basically myself and one other founder into a team of uh, 13 people and I've got multiple interviews lined up this week. We service the province of Ontario. Uh, we had been servicing Manitoba as well but have pulled out of there and then just focusing on Ontario really to get our foundation going. And this market, uh, when we started here, was very volatile. That being said, it's kind of gone through multiple changes in the past year and a half. One being it started off being microfit. So that means everybody who went solar in Ontario in the past was being paid. They essentially right. started an energy business mm -hmm. and they were selling all of that energy back to the grid. So it was what we call easy times in the province. When that went away, which was we incorporated in July, by December, that was gone. So what we saw happen was the majority of the solar companies that had, you know, really hung out a sign that said we sell solar because of microfit, a lot of them found it difficult. So right. they packed up shop or they went to other markets where they could chase incentives. We said hey, this is now the time when we get to show the true value of what solar can provide without an incentive and get ourselves, if we can sell it when there's no incentives and it's difficult, we can sell it at any time. So we said, let's double down, let's learn, let's level up as a company and figure out how do we sell solar in a turbulent marketplace while the government's going through changes which they did. Um, it went from the microfit to a net metering program with incentives supposedly coming to a new government being elected, all of those incentives being wiped out, uh, which basically put the industry in Ontario on hold, again, which forced other competitors to either close up shop or move to other provinces, where Switch said, again, double down. So what these problems are, are there, that just means entrepreneurs like us need to solve them. And now, as far as uh, overall growth, like I said, we service the province of Ontario. Uh, we'll be cracking our million dollars in sales mark here very, very soon, which is a tremendous milestone for us in a marketplace that, that is so volatile. You're referring to a million a year or like a run rate or? No, that'll, that'll just be our first million in total sales. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so again, we're not, we're not huge. We're, mm -hmm. we're, we're a, we're a small startup company that's definitely fragile, but I would say that uh, we are definitely in a space to already consider ourselves to be leaders in the Ontario marketplace. And that may be partially due to our willingness to learn, our willingness to 
partner up with other people instead of having to do it all of ourselves, uh, our willingness to admit that we need the help of others and the belief that the better everybody does, the better everybody does. We're, we're very much a business that's proud of partnerships and that is always on the hunt for other great partners that we can integrate our business model with uh, so we can impact more people. Yeah, I love it. No, you definitely dive deep into partnerships. Well, we'll come back to that in, uh, in just a moment. For now, I want to segue into our segment called Hot or Hype. Uh, as you mentioned, you're an infinite learner, and always I know that you are reading up on the topics that can or will affect uh, our industry. So this, as you know, is a segment where I'll name a specific market or topic, and you can spend 30 to 60 seconds on whether you think it's hot or all hype and why. We'll start with microgrids. I would say those are going to be very hot. I think that is the smartest way for us to produce energy going forward is to set up communities in a microgrid fashion where every home produces its own power and is able to not only store on site and consume on site, but also share with neighbors. Fantastic. The next topic is vehicle to grid, the nexus of distributed energy and e-mobility, hot or hype? I think that also will be hot. It is just a smart move. If we can integrate both the transportation and logistics network with the housing, uh, having the house produce the energy, have the car be a place that we can store some of that energy and then be able to share that energy back to the grid when required, I think it's a smart move. Yeah, something I've been thinking on lately, I'll just, like, I'll just drop this in here, is the fact that if someone is being incentivized to participate in a program where they're transferring energy to their car and the utility has sort of geospatial data on the movement of that car, then the utility there, therefore can on a daily and weekly basis plan for where they can redeploy power vis-a-vis how these commuters are sort of moving electrons between their house and their work. Have you ever thought about that? It is very interesting. There's obviously so much that's happening in our space right now. And the ability to have battery prices be coming down because of the rise in electric vehicles, it's going to do some tremendous things. Uh, Again, here's that word, disruption. It's going to do some of that in a big way to be able to have you know, once these batteries have kind of gone through their life cycle with the car to potentially be able to even move those into houses. Right. And they're doing it now with the Nissan Leaf. I mean, the Leaf is by far the biggest selling electric car in the world. And the Leaf, the Nissan has a whole energy business repurposing those. Yes. Yep. Very cool. One thing that we do both agree is disruptive and confusing in many ways is blockchain and in particular blockchain where it relates to energy. Do you think it's hot or all hype? I think that's going to be very hot too, Nico. The way that I see the future is one of abundance. And I believe that it's very important for us to produce power on site and have the ability to share it. And if we're going to be sharing it, we're going to need to leverage a way to keep track of those smart contracts. I think blockchain is that solution. And I do believe that a couple of the cryptocurrencies that have been piggybacked onto the energy space, such as solar coins, such as kilowatt coin, Those things are going to be important in the transition to the abundant solar energy future that I believe is coming. Does your current asset management software provider call just to check in? If you're already using PowerHub, well, I know your answer is yes. 
See, when you're using PowerHub's asset management software, your customer success specialist is your guide and advocate. PowerHub's not just a software provider, they're a partner for your growth. And their seasoned customer success team is known throughout the industry for helping developers spot and address core business inefficiencies. They have the largest customer success team in the industry for a reason, so that your business grows, not just bigger, but better, with PowerHub in your corner. Go to powerhub.com forward slash suncast to learn more. Hey, Warrior, have you ever designed a system right in front of a customer? Now, for some of you sales folks, that might sound crazy, but for some solar developers, it's crazy genius. In a traditional sales meeting, you show up with a presentation and numbers, and that sets up a subtly adversarial relationship where you're trying to convince the customer of the validity of your numbers and the value of the system that you've created for them. With Helioscope's intuitive design software, some savvy sales teams are flipping that script. Instead of showing up with a presentation, you're showing up with a list of questions. And only when you get to know the customer, understand their priorities, constraints, etc., do you then design a system right in front of them, often with the customer looking over your shoulder every step of the way. That's when a certain magic happens. The customer now owns the system. And with Helioscope's new proposal tool, you can actually design, pitch, and close in one meeting. Give it a try and transform your sales process. Head to mysuncast.com and click the Helioscope banner on the homepage. As a Suncast listener, you'll be gifted an extra 30 days for a 60-day free trial with Helioscope. Find out why more solar companies trust Helioscope than any other design program on the market. We've talked a bit about solar and your switch to solar. How about what you are learning now that you've leaned in to fully having an integration company in Canada? Help us understand the future of solar in Ontario and Canada. Many of us here in the United States and Latin America, we don't really really have that much visibility into what's happening in Canada these days. So the Canadian market is quite slow on the uptake of solar adoption. And we're currently less than 1%. And Mm. to me, I keep trying to figure out how can we create mass adoption, although we're moving very slowly. In order for us to get beyond 1%, especially when it comes to technology, you need to more often than not have proof from friends. There needs to be trust. And unfortunately, because solar still has a fairly high price tag, a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding in the marketplace, a lack of education, all of that tends to breed distrust. So what Switch has done and the thing that we believe is extremely important in order to get adoption moving is education. So I would say what we have done probably better than anybody else so far in Ontario that we can see is really taken the role of being a lead educator. Mm -hmm. We put out content every single day on multiple social channels that is all designed to give people a good intro understanding of what solar can do for them, as well as the electric vehicle, the batteries, the energy management, et cetera. So we, we really are an education, marketing, and sales company. And we use partnerships to go to the marketplace. But the the education is a critical piece that Switch is doing very well and believe in incredibly and that we're going to continue to double down on. 
we get out there into the marketplace and talk. I am presenting at a variety of places all the time, uh, getting onto podcasts such as Suncast, just doing everything that I can to get that conversation going. You yeah. know, as a marketer, Nico, there's, this is probably the easiest thing I've ever had to market <laughs> because people already are very aware. Thank you, Donald Trump. Thank you, Al Gore. Thank you, Elon Musk. Thank you, you know, Time Magazine and Newsweek and Climate Change and all that stuff. That's created the awareness. So that's done the marketing for us. But what's missing is the education. And that's where we have put a lot of our effort. Uh, you mentioned how many staff do we have? Well, we already have three millennials driving our marketing department. Yeah, I was going to ask about that specifically. Is, is the platform that you're using at Switch and the content you're creating in any way derivative of or building on the backbone of what you did at Power? So we still do use Power. They bring us leads and we actually send business to other uh, solar companies that, that Power deals with in the United States. So we still do have a great relationship with Power and Power. We're actually completing a, a Power install right now in, uh, in London, Ontario. So we still do work with that business very closely, believe in it very heavily and we'll continue to. But overall, uh, what we're doing is not necessarily on the, the, the piggybacking on the Power Platform. This is just as well as. Yeah. Uh, power puts out lots of great content. Switch is doing the same. Gotcha. And you've got three full-time people, millennials, who are thinking every day, how do we create engagement? How do we create educational content that is consumable across multiple social cha channels? Yes, we create things like quizzes. We have solar quizzes that are released on a regular basis. We have uh, a solar guide. So we give people their solar PhD. So people can go through that. They actually, there's tests that they can take. There's all kinds of cool stuff that we put out there uh, to incentivize people to learn as much as they can about solar. I love it. This is one of the reasons why I want to have you on. I love the way that you guys are, are modifying. Well, you're just, you're just taking tech thinking and direct sales thinking and applying it to this business. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I see your business and I think of kind of what Tim Ferriss says sometimes, what would this look like if it were easy? And it's yeah. not to say that execution is easy. The question is, how do I get myself out of the way, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I admire you for that. I think that you have uh, built a phenomenal start in such a short amount of time. I mean, I can tell you, one of my clients has been in this industry for a long time. They've had their company now existing for more than five years and they just had their first seven figure year, right? They would have loved to have gotten to a million in revenue in uh, the first 18 months, right? It took, took a lot longer than that. So kudos to you there. One thing that I think stands out for me as I've been engaging a lot with clients who are installing projects up in Minnesota and uh, Maryland and Vermont and uh, Massachusetts, it seems like even in the US, we get stalled in the wintertime. Like there's a breakdown between December and February where projects don't even happen. You guys have a winter that's like nine months long. How do you do that? Uh -huh. That is definitely something that uh, does throw a little bit of a curveball into solar adoption because when your roof is covered in snow, people aren't necessarily thinking, oh my, I should put a solar panel up there right now. However, again, when it comes to our content, we have been addressing that since about October. We have been releasing content about solar in the winter. We have uh, been actually completing solar installs. And every time we do that, we take pictures of it, we get video of it, and we share it. So we've, we've done a variety of installs this winter already, and all of those have all been shared out to our social media content just so we can ensure that people know that solar is doable in the wintertime. 
I love the intentionality of saying, okay, what are potential obstacles and how can we overcome them? And how do we leverage the current communication strategy and the current education platform to ensure that we don't see a massive dip in the periods where the prevailing thought is, oh, well, I'll just think about it in the winter when the snow thaws. It's really smart. Another thing that comes up for me is, you know, I just don't know, is there financing opportunities that help people go solar in Canada? I know there are a plethora of companies in the United States that offer financing. What does that look like in Canada? So I tell you, we've been struggling very, very hard with this one. It has taken us a long time to be able to get any financing together. We have probably spoke with 50 different companies, both in Canada and abroad, to figure out how can we make this easier for people to go solar in our marketplace. And thank you to Desjardins Bank, who has actually just officially partnered up with Switch Energy. We just got secured financing two days ago and are now able to offer extremely competitive financing to help more homeowners go solar. And we believe this is going to be a massive unlocker and game-changing move uh, for Switch Energy, as well as other solar companies in Ontario and, and across the country. It just takes one to start it, right? Well, I kind of understand how it works in the United States, but how is the Canadian market financing structure, or in particular, like you just secured finance in this bank? Is it, a, is it a lease? Is it a loan? Is it a PPA to the clients that you're securitizing? How, how are you offering financing or how do others offer in Canada? This is a pure loan. And are you just brokering it with the bank or are you guys taking care of the transaction? Yeah, we will gather all of the information and take care of the transaction, but the debt will be held with the bank. And actually yeah. the uh, homeowner, when they are approved for this, they actually will be receiving a credit card as well. Oh, wow. uh, so this, this will be a revolving line of credit for them that they can use. Uh, we're working to actually have those credit cards say switch energy on them. Oh, fantastic. Well, you're always thinking about branding. I love it. You betcha. Well, Speaking of branding and a little bit of uh, self-aggrandizing here, perhaps, one of the things that originally drew me to you, and we mentioned in the intro introduction here, is that you kept messaging me and saying, thank you, I just connected with Smappy. Thank you, I just connected with SolarCoin. Thank you, I just connected with Aerospec. I mean, dang, I feel like every up-and-coming startup that is looking to expand that has come on as a guest, without my even need to prompt, you've reached out on your own. Tell the story of Smappy, and then I'd love to hear through that, how has Suncast helped Switch be a better company? Yeah, well, thanks to you, you bring on fantastic guests that have fantastic companies that are great uh, for us to partner with. And we decided that early on, we're going to be a company that does rely heavily on great partnerships. And when we heard about Smappy, uh, Stefan, through Suncast, we reached out to them. We found out that they were going to be at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas in January of 2017. Sorry, January 2018. So I hopped on an airplane and flew to Las Vegas for literally 25 hours with the whole intention of making a impression and partnership with Smappy. And uh, it worked. I flew down there, landed, crashed in uh, a hostel, the city was packed. There was no free hotel rooms, given the fact that CES is a monstrous event. So I had to share a room with eight other people in uh, the Las Vegas hostel. I went from that over to the Consumer Electronics Show in the morning. I sat in on one 
course, and that was the Autonomous Transportation course, where they had the uh, governor of Michigan, the head of autonomous driving for Nissan, the CEO of Allstate Insurance, and the head of a major Chinese company that no one's ever heard of. And every one of them in this event said that humans won't be driving cars in less than 10 years, uh, which was very cool to listen to. And then after that, I went over and met up with my uh, Smappy guys, uh, had a great conversation with Jean-Claude and Stefan, and from there, uh, built that relationship and have since become a full-fledged Smappy partner and have uh, you know really done uh, some great work with those guys to the point that we're, uh, we've got other people that have now come on board to be Smappy partners with us as well. And uh, we're excited about the launch of their new Smappy Infinity into the Canadian market because that's going to be a game changer for us. I mean, you went in and negotiated. I love this. You're so you're such a, a go-getter in that regard. You went in and your intention was, I want to open Canada with Smappy. And so you have the distribution rights for Smappy in Canada. Is that right? Yeah, we do have uh, distribution rights for them in the country. Now, that being said, we, d- we don't have exclusive, exclusive uh, yeah. rights for the whole place, and, th- and that's okay. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we just have a belief that the better everybody does, the better everybody does. So there's yeah. a lot of room for everybody to have an impact in this space. We need a lot of people if we're going to make this transition to sustainable energy, and uh, we're happy to share it with uh, other hungry, driven people that want to make an impact over profit. So what are some of the other relationships that you have formed based uh, or because of Suncast? Uh, We've also been uh, able to form a partnership with SolarCoin Mm -hmm. as well as uh, KWH Coin. I'm speaking again with Gerard uh, tomorrow afternoon. Give him my regards. Love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Him and his team uh, and I spent uh, about 45 minutes on the phone last week. And then uh, we've also had some conversations with Lance over at Aerospec. It's been tremendous, man. We we really have made so many relationships because of Suncast, and it's something that we'll be forever grateful to you for. Fantastic. Well, I know that you also you're you're not just sort of taking relationships, but you're also giving. You're investing in this business. You're investing in the broader solar community. But you, at your core, feel a compulsion to give back. Could you tell me how that manifests in your in your business and maybe philanthropic life as well? Yeah, that is something that's very near and dear to Switch's heart, and uh, it's kind of our core driver, our why, so to speak. When we when we went about creating that uh, our mission to unlock abundant energy for humanity, we did alongside of that created another program we call Watt for Watt. And the mission of that is to unlock abundant solar energy for the rising billion. And we decided as we evaluated the marketplace that no one was seemed to be doing enough from a philanthropic standpoint. Most everybody that we looked at was doing things to sell solar and make money, which is fine. Nothing against that. We just wanted to make more of an impact. So we said, what can we do? Well, let's take a percentage of our sales and give that to communities in need. So it started off as a switch-driven initiative, and we realized very quickly that although we will be a very large company that makes a very grand impact, us alone will never have the impact that we could have Mm. if we made it a neutral entity and gathered other solar companies and other companies that are in the green sector to donate towards the program as well so that we could expand our impact dramatically. 
Mm. We have completed one project through our Watt for Watt program uh, with numerous other partners, uh, about eight partners total. We actually were able to complete a, a greenhouse install and a solar array install on that greenhouse attached to oh, a cool. high school on a First Nations community on Manitoulin Island. So cool. And that greenhouse and solar array is being used as a teaching tool to be able to start teaching the youth of that high school about uh, being able to grow food in greenhouses, be able to, to be able to power that greenhouse with the sun and to be able it. to make an ongoing, instead of basically, instead of teaching a man to fish, we were trying to teach them how to fish. And I yeah. think we made a, a very dramatic impact there, something we're very proud of. And it's something that, uh, you know, we're really just getting underway. Uh, we believe we're going to make a monster impact around the world by bringing small solar arrays to communities in need or larger projects to some of the communities that we're able to do that in as well. Well, I love it. And if you are listening to this and you, and this sounds familiar to you, it might be because you listened to our episode with Adam Hall of Million Solar Stars. So I'm going to recommend another yet another partnership that you can reach out for. And Adam, I know you're probably listening to this. Reach out the two of you should be chatting. I mean, what you just said word for word is the epitome of what Adam created Million Solar Stars for. And I think that you, that you two, especially Watt for Watt and Million Solar Stars would be phenomenal partners to educate and deploy these micro systems through these communities that you mentioned. I just love what you're doing with Watt for Watt. You are uh, you know, an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. You've started multiple companies. You've had success. You've had lots of failure. What advice might you have for fellow entrepreneurs currently in the throes of startup life? Well, one is definitely investment in your own education and ensuring that you're willing to put in the work when no one's watching. It's very easy to, you know, get into coast mode uh, when life really is all about embracing the challenges in front of you. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to be ready, willing, and able to take criticism, take arrows in the back take the heat of, you know, having to perform, get numbers as far as sales to come in the door so you can keep your doors open to pay your staff. And you have to be willing to sacrifice. You know, the, the bottom line is I haven't really been taking a paycheck because I need to make sure that my team gets fed every week. I've basically been a volunteer for Switch Energy for the past year and a half. And everybody in the company is, uh, they're able to eat every week where I need to make sure that that is achieved. They are the lifeblood of this business. Without them, I have nothing. So when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to be that leader, the one who will stand out in front to protect your team, protect your staff, to protect your customers. You have to be willing to believe in what you're doing so much that you're willing to work for free. I'm working for the long-term plan of impacting a billion lives, solving a billion-person problem. It's not about the money I can make today. It's about the impact and the legacy that I can build by being a leader in Switch Energy. And not only for our company, but I believe that we are going to be leaders in Canada. I believe that we're going to be leaders in a worldwide platform in this space. And I think the world needs leadership like you provide every day, Nico, like we're providing here at Switch. We need people like us yelling and screaming that it's time to do things differently. Mm. And not just differently, but better. Solar is a better way. It does not make sense to produce energy 500 miles from where it's consumed anymore. Thank you very much to the past. 
We appreciate what you've taught us. You've been incredibly valuable. We love you for it. But now let's work together to be better and advance this. If we stayed stagnant, we'd still be back in the Stone Age. There's a reason that humans dominate the planet. It's because we always innovate and get better. And now we have another chance to level up and get better. And that's with the renewable energy sector. We just need to be collecting energy from everywhere. I agree wholeheartedly. Couldn't have said it better. That's a great way for us to segue into our final leg of the journey with you here as we wrap up. I'd love to hear what book you recommend. Uh, I, I, maybe I'm skipping the, the preamble because I feel like you probably know it, but readers are leaders and leaders read uh, voraciously, I believe. And I'd love to know how you use books as self-education. Uh, I imagine given your background, you probably have a laundry list. So maybe I'll couch it as what are you currently reading? What book do you give away the most? And what book has had the most impact on your leadership style? Uh, the book I have given away the most would be The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. That was the first personal development book that I ever read. And from that, I believe that book actually changed my life. Uh, the one that I'm reading right now is not just one. I'm usually reading multiple books <laughs> at any one time, as well as listening to podcasts, as well as listening to audiobooks. I'm actually going to be a father very soon. So the one that popped in my head immediately was Brain Rules for mm -hmm. Babies. Yeah. So that's one that I'm going through right now. And the importance of reading, it, it can't be understated. Readers are leaders. If you're looking to be a leader, I would highly recommend anything by John Maxwell. That guy is a tremendous leader. He knows how to articulate leadership and influence very, very well. He makes things incredibly simple. And then from an audio standpoint, I got to say one of my favorites is uh, Mr. Jim Rohn. That guy always was able to deliver incredible business philosophy at a very, take very complex subjects and make them extremely simple to be able to consume. Is there any particular John Maxwell or Jim Rohn book that you might add to the collection? Uh, with with uh, Jim Rohn, uh, it's the Challenge to Succeed 4CD audio program that's been a tremendous one. And then uh, one of my favorites from... Uh, John Maxwell is, uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. I thought that one was a, was a great one. I've read almost every one of his books, but that's, that's definitely one of them that stood out a lot for me because the importance of embracing, people call it failure. I just call it lessons. The importance of embracing that and be able to laugh at yourself and realize, oh, damn, I made another mistake or, oh, damn, I fell on my face again. You know, just dust yourself off, get back up, keep moving forward. As we round uh, across home plate here, I always want to ask, is there anything in particular the Suncast audience can do to help you? And how can we find you? Twitter, web, email, LinkedIn. First of all, I just I definitely want to give a shout out to one of my teammates. And he's the guy who really exposed me to Suncast in the first place. He's our chief sales officer and uh, one of the guys that I've actually known the longest in our formation of Switch. Cody Smith and I used to work together at Good Life Fitness, and he was the one that discovered Suncast in the very first place. So when you look at having teammates around you, it's important to have teammates who are also leveling up and, and constantly improving their knowledge. And Cody is definitely a consummate student like myself. And uh, if it wasn't for that guy, who knows if we ever would have found Suncast. You know, to be able to, uh, to help switch energy, I think... You know, really what, any, what we can do from any of the listeners is, is really just cheer for us. We're, we're fighting a fight that we 
wholeheartedly believe in, in a country that currently is still very tied to oil and gas. We have tremendous subsidies provided for the oil and gas industry and nothing for solar in my particular marketplace. And not that that's, I'm not complaining about that. I'm, I'm happy to accept that challenge. But what I would ask for the listeners is to cheer for Switch. We are here to fight for this cause. We're going to make an impact here. And I need you guys to all go out there and, and do your part as well. We're fighting a big fight here. Everyone, every one of your listeners, the whole Suncast tribe, we know there's a better way. And I thank all of you for what you do every single day to uh, advance this battle. Well, one way that you can help, and uh, we'll, I'll list them on the show notes on the website, is subscribe to their Twitter feed, friend uh, or connect with Matt on LinkedIn, and of course, switchenergy.com is their website. It's switchenergy.com, right? Uh, it's actually maketheswitch.ca. Maketheswitch.ca. Well, let's end today, as we always do, Matt, with a bold prediction. What one thing do you see happening in the market that perhaps nobody else is tracking? What's in your crystal ball? I believe that we are going to move towards net zero housing a whole lot faster than what's believed. I'm not sure if you're aware mm -hmm. of what net zero housing is. That's uh, maybe it's a Canadian term. I'm not hundred percent sure. Yep. Um, but the Canadian home builders association has net zero home building as code for 2030. And my prediction with the help of switch energy is that we're going to move that up to at least 2025, if not even sooner. And the good news is if we get to net zero housing, that means all of those homes will produce their own energy on site, as well as if we have our way, store it on site, as well as share with neighbors. I think that is going to come a lot faster than we predict. That is something that uh, we believe in very much. We're doubling down on that space and going to go extremely hard to influence our home builders to go net zero faster. Fantastic. I love it. Well, net zero homes in Canada will happen faster than ever before. Thanks to companies like Switch Energy and their leader, Mr. Matt Britt. Matthew, thank you so much for being not only an avid follower, but such a giver and an educator. I hope that folks do reach out to you and I know that you and I'll be in touch again. Thanks for joining us on Suncast, my friend. Thank you so much, Nico. It's a pleasure to be here. And again, hats off to you for everything you do to impact this space. It is leadership like you exemplify that is necessary. You are driving change. And, you know, sometimes you may not know it enough, but just want you to know that people are listening. People are believing in what you're teaching and we're following along, eager to make an impact. I love it. Thank you so much, brother. All right, that's a wrap on today's conversation, Solar Warriors, and I am amped up. Maybe it's just Matt's focus on continuous improvement and being an infinite learner, but I'm genuinely excited about the role that we have in the world after hearing Matt's story. And I am also grateful for the insight into how he's working with millennials and creating and using great content to sell solar and having the grit to do what it takes to succeed. Thank you, Matt, for your inspiration. If you'd like to learn more about Matt Britt and Switch Energy or connect with he and his team, then click on that listen link at mysuncast.com. That'll take you to the episodes page where you can get the show notes, social media and website links, incredible book recommendations and more. Hey, pro tip, if you're on the homepage, just scroll all the way to the bottom and you can search the entire website and archive for pretty much any topic that's ever been covered on Suncast. While you're there, please do check out our Suncast tribe 
where you can be a part of my inner circle of solar warriors and trusted advisors. Click on the member button to learn more. And tribe members, I'm thinking of having an open office hours or maybe an ask me anything session in the coming week or two. So do hit me up and let me know if you would like to discuss something during that time. Until next time, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, email. They're all linked over at mysuncast.com. And remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up here, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle. Kia, Solar Warrior!